Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch, watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a string, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. Welcome to another um, episode of uh, Geek Sweat. This is uh, Cult TV. We're on like so many platforms. Trevor, do you want to tell them about the platforms? <laughs> I'll reel them off in alphabetic order as quickly as I can, but I'll start with the C's. We're on Castbox FM, Castro, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Hub Hopper, Laughable, Listen Notes, Luminary, Overcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podfever, Podknife, Pod News, Radio Public, Stitcher, the Podcast app, and TuneIn. And thank you for. Uh, why didn't you start at a what, what why did you start c because i did a's in another episode okay <laughs> <laughs> there's that many of them Stephen. someone who listens to this episode but doesn't listen to the other episode will think you're insane yeah. oh, until this bit where they suddenly understand yeah, so yeah, that's I fine can. um yeah, so um, we're going to talk about Survivors. Uh, Survivors is from 1975, and it's about um, what happens is that this virus is released in China that um, wipes out most of the population of the Earth. And I think it's like, I think they say it's 99% of the Earth is wiped out, at least. And um, I think there's 10,000 people left in Britain. And we follow um, we follow a group of well, there's there's three main characters who kind of are the, the heart of the show, if you like. Um, which is uh, there's uh, Abby Grant, who's the coolest person ever, and um, yeah, I'm gonna try and get a poster. This is another one of your crushes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Yes. Can I ask you a question? You're, so you're talking about the 1975 um, survivors, not the one that was done in 1990s. No, 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 2008. 2008. No, no, the, the original. The original one. Oh, yeah. The original. Yeah. Because yeah. Survivors is the remake. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. So we, we're going way back to 75. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the violin, oh. not the fires. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even born then. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this sounds like it was ahead of its time then. Wasn't it? Well, like it was kind of, of it, 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 it was a thing that was was being um, it, it, it was a, a paranoia of the seventies, you know, about kind of um, th- there was a lot of programs kind of based around stuff like this. I mean, the changes for um, the changes for children's program about a similar thing where everyone wipes out by a virus. So it yeah. was kind of contemporary, you know, people were worried about that sort of stuff. What, it was written by. But, why were virus stories so important at, at that time? Was it because of nuclear war or something else? Yeah, nuclear war, different, you know, um, because, you know, obviously the weapons standoff, so people look for other kind of weapons, so biological weapons started to come into it. 
And um, so, but, I mean, th- this is all affected. If he, like, you know, in Doctor Who, say, over the years, the, the focus of what the evil is and what people are worried about in Doctor Who is, you can see it changing over the years and what different, kind of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, what different people were worried about and what different paranoias were, according yeah. to the time. So that Doctor Who's really handy in that, and you, you can see what the worries are of, of the country reflected through Doctor Who. But, um, the, I mean, the link to Doctor Who with Survivors is that it's written by Terry Nation, for uh, open, open, the uh, creator of the Daleks. I say creator with kind of open air quotes because, as I've explained in Doctor Who podcasts, although he wrote about the Daleks, he didn't design them. And I think yeah. they're, that's a pretty important part of the Dalek and why they became popular. But yeah. the guy who designed them made about 200 quid, whereas I think Terry Nation ended up a millionaire became very successful with his Daleks and in Hollywood trying to flog a Dalek TV series. Yeah. But anyway, he he created the series. Um, he also um, did Blake 7 as well, didn't he? Yeah, the Blake 7 was actually his reaction to this, because as I explained, I'm not, I'm not reviewing the whole of Survivors because it gets really shit. I'm reviewing season one, which is fucking brilliant. Okay, so, no problem. <laughs> That's so, a um, wow, brilliant. There are many problems with it. But I mean, um, yeah, so this is 1975, Terry Nation's writing it. And one of the first things to notice about um, Survivors is that only white middle class people seem to have survived. The, um, <laughs> the, yeah, which is, you know, uh, the odds are quite long, but you know, yeah, that's just. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bunkers, didn't they? Yeah. Film. I mean, everyone is middle class. If they're working, there are working class characters, but they're basically evil. And, um, yeah. Uh, so the three main characters we got we got uh, we got Abby Grant played by Carolyn Seymour, who yeah. you know like is awesome. And um, she um, she kind of her husband dies in the first episode, and she cuts her hair short and decides to you know go off. And she's really she's and she goes off to look for her son, who um, who was at a boarding school. She's quite well off, you know. Everyone's well off in this. Well, well off. Dead. That's the intro to The Walking Dead. That the, uh, the one of the main characters has to go and find their children at the beginning. Oh, of the okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. so and she sets off to look for her son. Um, she was mad. Peter Bowles. Remember Peter Bowles, the TV actor? Yeah, yeah. With some starch. It's a casual comedy. So I can't remember. Yeah. Good life. And then she meets up, and then we have Greg. Greg is like the strong. He's he's the he's the male uh, protagonist. John kind of it, it is a sense of. Slight anger, always bubbling away with Greg. Slight, he's always on the verge of kind of. He's flown back from, um, I think, from the Middle East. He's a he's a engineer, but of course, the engineers are kind of not what's needed now because they're looking to make um, look for somewhere in the country to get a farm, which makes absolute no sense because they should be in a city. Because yeah. these are people that have ha- either had the virus or are immune to the virus, and so they can yeah. get back into the city. They got all the, the um stuff that a city has to kind of help them rebuild civilization but instead they decide to start a farm yeah and um so and the other member is uh, jenny jenny is um jenny she's like a sweet girl she's fine she's um she's kind of a, a usual kind of terry nation kind of girl and she kind Got of the, alpha male, the love interest and the mother all sorted out yeah 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 but greg and abby should be together really but Greg ends up with Jenny and um, yeah and uh, so 
they end, so they end up as the three of them and they kind of go off first of all they meet this guy who's kind of an ex-union guy and he's kind of he's set up this like network he's got kind of people that are kind of controlling all the, all the um, shops and stuff so you can't go they're, they're going to a shop to, to um kind of get some stuff some food and stuff they found a house and they find a body kind of um strung up there with um no looters on it uh, written on a sign yeah yeah I mean, this sounds like it's a very violent series to have, like, a, a characters killed, uh, like, a, a husband's killed quite early on, you've got a, a hanging dead body and stuff like that. Is it, like, graphically violent throughout? No, not really, no. It's got, Terry Nation's very good at kind of writing action series. So there's a lot of getting out of scrapes and kind of getting out of, you know, he's good at writing, um, you know, like, proper boys' own adventure stuff. You know, so they've got to kind of figure out how to do this. And I don't think in the in the nineteen seventies they would have allowed that much violence on TV as well. Mm. Um, it wasn't until like the eighties, nineties that you know you started seeing a bit more violence. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't really get a good look at the body strung up anyway. It's um, yeah, it's, it's more about danger. It's more about kind of it builds up a good atmosphere of kind of danger, and so these people are trying to control the land he's trying to set up a government this guy who's in charge and um they decided they didn't want to be with him so they go off by themselves again they meet this welsh guy who is working class but he's obviously a bit of a um uh a, he's a god he's not a nice guy he's played by i don't know if you know um he's like the famous welsh actor of the 70s yeah. thomas he was in dad's army he replaced james beck in in dad's army it's private yeah. cheese a really Welsh actor. Anyway, he comes along with them, but he's kind of he goes off with the uh, with, with, with the uh, kind of military guys, the guys with the guns. Then they yeah. meet a guy called um, called uh, Charles, and Charles seems cool. Charles is going around the countryside, picking up livestock and picking up people and trying to start a little commune, where they do a little farming. So they get there and they think they want to settle with him, but then they realise that he's he's got like a harem of women that he's got all got pregnant, and <laughs> that his idea is that he gets more women in, he gets more pregnant, they got kids for next generation. I mean, his plan has a kind of he's not just doing it to have sex, I think. But yeah. Randy Charles, <laughs> he just wants to repopulate the world with his own seed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he seems so. He's, up to that point, he seems so reasonable, and then. Abby sort of realises that she that he wants to impregnate her, and she runs up and so they leave again. Uh, they eventually kind of they eventually after a few uh, they arrive at this house and um, they kind of go oh we'll sit here we'll do a farm and everything and we can kind of see people and people start kind of coming along. Um, there's a guy they meet in the first episode who gets abandoned by his rich girlfriend because he he's involved in a tractor accident which cripples him and she just abandoned but um so but they about and then they end up finding him again because everyone goes off because they think that he's dead but he's not dead she just can't be bothered to look after him anymore and so a few episodes later he returns and he's full of vengeance and um they can't be bothered to get in a wheelchair so he kind of trundles around in a in an office chair <laughs> he does complain about it and they're like well we've got important things to do he's like get the man a wheelchair for Christ's sake anyway and, and then the woman that kind of spurned him came back and they evict her and then he becomes the teacher which made me think that if this happens now 
you know, if everyone starts dying and I survive, like I probably will, because I'm, I'm good at surviving. I think I'm going to be one of the survivors. The thing is, I'm going to be the fucking school teacher. I'm not going to be out, you know, in the land. I'm not going to. Yeah. But, but that irritates me a little. <laughs> oh, so you think you think in most kind of like virus epidemic films, it they make it the stories at least they make it too easy for people to start tending farms and looking after the land and suddenly become. No, no. People I mean, if this actually happened to me in real life, I would end up being the bloody teacher. I'd be the kid. Yeah. I have to hang out with kids all the time. They wouldn't yeah. let me on the land. Today. I'd be no point. Uh, like, you are, you know, sure you are you sure you wouldn't be the psycho in the corridor? <laughs> waiting yeah. for people to come around? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you could just be like a really bad priest as well, you know? Oh, that'd be yeah. hilarious. Sure. Anyway, I want to get to this one episode to talk about. It's called Law and Order. And just before we did this podcast, I've been reading an article about survivors. And it was pointing out, okay, so this episode is called Law and Order. And what happens is they've also got um, a, a, a kind of a, a mentally disabled chap there called Barney, who's yeah. like a, and I, if you ever watch kind of how mentally challenged people are presented in the 70s on TV, it's it's just fucking, <laughs> but anyway, he's, um, he just sits there going potato, potato, potato. It's not good. Mm. Not good representation at all. And um, yeah, so one of the women at the uh, at the farm now. I mean, they've got a community of about kind of ten, fifteen people, I think now that they've picked up over the way. And uh, they have a party one night, and in the morning they find out that one of them has been murdered, raped, and murdered. Wow. And um, so, and they all jump to the conclusion that it's Barney because he was seen pestering her that night. Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. Have a, they have a little trial and because Barney you know Barney hasn't got any kind of mental very little I mean he's got a like, mental age of five year old basically and, he, well. and, he, and we know as viewers because you know because dramatic irony we know as viewers that it's the Welsh guy that did it and okay. um, so we have to watch this we see Barney we see him have a um, a trial and then yeah. they have to work out what to do with the um, with him, and so they have a vote. All the women and the Welsh guy vote that they expel him. All the men vote that they sh- he should be executed. So wow. they, yeah, and then they divide up. They decide who's going to execute him by by doing you know um, putting five straws, sort straws. But the women are excluded from this. The women don't have to execute him, even though one of them actually agreed that he should be executed. Whereas the Welsh guy, even though he did actually is the culprit, yeah, he um um even though, sorry, even though um he was the culprit and he voted that he shouldn't be executed, he's actually included in the um kind of people who are going to take a take the um straw to be executed. Yeah. So then it happens, and then Greg, Greg is the guy that has to execute him, and he does. He takes out and shoots him, and then they yeah. find out evidence that it was the Welsh guy. Uh, but then with the Welsh guy, they don't then execute him; they cover it up, and they say because he's useful. Yeah. So they say, "Well, we need because there's there's not many of us on this farm, so we yeah. need him for the work." And yet Barney. So here's the the messages that kind of if you're not if you don't have. If you're if you're no if no use to us, we kill you know you kill you. But you know if you've got some use, then you, then you don't get the same justice as anyone else. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. just kind of, Wow. <laughs> that sounds quite so- a somber and poignant thing to say at the time, though, isn't it? Because you could say the justice system isn't fair for everybody, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. They don't have a justice system anymore. So they have to kind of come up with their own justice system. Because, I mean, the reasoning is that they can either execute him or they can just kind of um, banish him from the farm. But they said, if you banish him from the farm, he won't, he'll either not last two weeks or he could, because they still think he's a murderer, or he could hurt other people. So do we banish him or do we execute him? And so it's, it's a very interesting episode, but I'm not sure... It, I mean, it depends. I mean, it just comes down to the question of is is representation is the representation of something endorsing it? Yeah, but the but the thing is, speaking uh, about the best, earlier point, the best, the, I mean, the best examples would kind of make leave you to make up your own mind about whether what they did is right or wrong. Where sometimes dramas will kind of will will focus on kind of one point of view more than another. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but speaking back to your earlier point that it was only the middle classes that survived. I yeah, mean, yeah. Could be I, I, that the, the, two, the execution the of rapist, rapist, the murderer, and the guy who gets actually executed for it are the two only two working class characters of the whole yeah. group. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. So then you've got the situation that maybe in the period of time that the. Um, people have been surviving they've probably been creating these false mock trials to execute people that they didn't see as worthy to society so that had been probably been going on for a long time yeah 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 yeah, but I, thought, I think it's also human nature to want to be right as well. And so when, when there's been a wrong, you want to make it right. And so in order to make it right, someone has to make a decision. And mm. who makes that decision? It's people who are, you know, not involved in, in a way, if yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. But so, no, I was, I was just going to say, like, this, is, this seems to be a series that kind of understands it's in a dystopian future as well, isn't it? But it's all, I mean, it's kind of, it's all about kind of, this notion of England as the only people in England who are who are prepared who can deal with this are the middle white middle class who can muddle through like they did in the Blitz, and this is so any threat to these people muddling through yeah. <laughs> as setting up their farm and making do is is seen as you know, from the working class who are trying to steal their kind of there's a whole episode about these three working class guys trying to steal their petrol supply. Which is insane because petrol goes off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, apart from that, um, yeah, yeah. So this, it's the working class people are the ones who are trying to kind of disrupt this middle class idyll of, um, you know, living on a farm, kind of self-sufficient. Kind. Of, it's like you know, the reason we're only discussing season one is because by the end of season one, it's kind of settled down into a rural kind of soap opera. But it's just you know middle class people trying to make a farm, um, yeah. and um, just becomes like the good life, but without you know Jerry and um, Margot. So yeah. it's just Tom and Barbara. It's lots of Tom and Barbara, and it's not and no jokes either. So it's not you know it's a little bit dull. But the first episode really is an interesting kind of example of how people would survive. But it's always kind of how middle England will survive, how how the middle class, how they white people will survive and how we'll um, we'll win over all the odds 
because the upper class are kind of there's also a couple of upper class people in it who's shown as being rather selfish and kind of not being able to adapt whereas the middle class the middle class are obviously the best for this <laughs> the middle class you said something really interesting about the um like how the the series kind of dies a death after the end of season one and it sounds like it I mean, kind Abby of Grant, she's the center of the show and she leaves at the end of at the end of the first season to go and look for her son because someone has actually seen her son so he's actually alive so she buggers off but do you think the issue is also like I said they're not kind of on the run or on the move so when they settle the sense of kind of peril yeah any danger comes from other settlements so it's just you know as long as so the drama can only really come from that. I mean, it's not like the Waking. I mean, I haven't seen Waking Dead, but there's no zombies continually attacking. Waking Dead is slightly different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a chance to kind of build a new life for themselves. Yeah. So, do you think this series, at least season one, would cut the mustard if it got screened on TV today? People would notice everything up all over deficits. I pointed out. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's one. I think there's one uh, woman of kind of uh, Indian British woman in it who's one of Charles's harem. You know, his four women he's got pregnant, yeah. and that's the only woman of colour that I saw, or any person of colour I saw in in the whole program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think people would, people notice the, um, that. Does it compare to the remake? Yeah, the remake. There's Patterson Joseph is starring, so it, you know they rectified that but I mean yeah it's um I, I, I recommend I kind of I flew through it I, I kind of I re-watched it season once for, to do this podcast obviously and yeah. I thought it might be a bit of a struggle but actually I really enjoyed it although obviously I mean the, the, the kind of the, the way that it's kind of like the 70s are the end of the mid 70s where the kind of writers that came from like the war started kind of dying out well not dying out but stopped having that influence and then in the late 70s it's like punk and then you know you get new comedy and new right and so you get younger writers who aren't influenced by the war and not everything isn't a kind of cold war or second world war analogy anymore yeah. so these writers in the 70s are starting to and they look the politics are starting to be left behind especially by feminism because the way they write women is kind of you know is a bit dumb and and, and these issues and, and, and these things they can't anymore properly write about this stuff without seeming a bit stupid yeah so do you so think writer, the writers are trying to create a cut off point between um, stories that were told before and the stories that they want to tell in the future no 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 not in Survivors it's just it's just the way I mean it's like Terence Dix on Doctor Who um, um, the way he wrote Doctor Who which is all about kind of you know, uh, a lot of kind of tanks and the army and the girls are kind of decoration. But, you know, you couldn't write Doctor like that anymore after 1975 because, yeah. you know, then so characters like Leela and um, and Romana came along who were actually intelligent female characters in Doctor Who and that was changing, TV landscape was changing in the late 70s as kind of, and these more progressive ideas were coming through. That's kind of, you know, same way as in comedy, as in music. So would you say Survivor's 1975 Season 1 is better or worse than Survivor's 2008 Season 1? I've no idea. 
Yeah, because I've never seen Survivor's 2000. Okay. <laughs> Would you recommend watching it now? This series? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I mean, especially now, it's kind of, it's slightly comforting because it's basically what's happening to us, but it's much, much worse. So it's kind of like, oh, well, at least it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It starts off pretty much. It starts off pretty much like it could be a documentary about now, apart from the fashion, because yeah. it's just people. You never know. You never know. Up you, never know. Yeah. you never know. The viruses mutate. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. You get a, a new flu shot every year because influenza. The virus influenza changes every year, yeah. and they can only create a vaccine based on what they predict the changes will be. So. Mm. Yeah, so good luck with that vaccine coming up. Uh, I, I have no, well, yeah, I can only hope. People can only hope. And, and technically, Stephen, if things kind of get worse, we could probably have to start wearing old clothes again. So we might actually start looking like people from the yeah, 70s yeah. pretty but soon. Uh, I mean, later. The title seems is a Chinese guy dropping just some uh, test tube or whatever, and then kind of suddenly you see people on the street just keeling over, and then you go to scenes in hospitals, or just hospitals are full of people, and the nurses are complaining because they haven't got any, you know, equipment, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> but then it gets much, much worse. So oh. um, hopefully it'll be fine, though, here. Where, where can we see Survivors <laughs> Night in where, Where's all You can see it on... Well, I'd recommend trying to find it on Daily Motion. It's on all of it's on YouTube, but some of the, the picture quality on some of the episodes is a bit subpar. But you can find the episodes that are subpar on Daily Motion much better quality. Okay. Yeah, so it's all better to see. Daily Motion. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Stephen. Okay, I'll, well, I'm presenting this one, so I'm the one that's be doing this wrap up. I was kind of waiting for you to kind of start doing it. <laughs> I'll yeah, be a really bad Michael Parkinson. You're in charge, buddy. You're in charge. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be Michael Parkinson. I'll be waiting for Muhammad Ali to kind of finish the interview and <laughs> sign off. <laughs> Come on, Muhammad. Um, don't take that bit out of that bit, that bit of dialogue out of context somehow. But yeah. anyway, thank you for joining me for Survivors. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jamie. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye-bye, Trevor. See you later, Stephen. You probably know what Geek Sweat, that this is Geek Sweat because you're listening to it and it's probably written somewhere on your screen. So, yeah. So keep listening to... Uh, there's other episodes, so listen to them as well. Goodbye. Bye now. Bye, everyone.